This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Better call! Baby, hey! Why don't you start it today? West Coast. Uh, yeah, I, I, you're delayed. No, I said, why don't you start it today? <laughs> it didn't didn't register in my brain. It's not firing on all cylinders. Uh, well, this is uh this isn't a you know this is a I don't know what this is. It's a playoff week. You know, it's, it's, playoff. it's pl- playoffs are here. Playoff week. 49ers are humming. Uh, Chiefs are humming. Bills are humming. That was a P, not a thumbs down. Playoff. Eagles kind of struggling. I I think if you power ranked the the NFL going into the playoffs, you could argue based on momentum, home field advantage, the the way the draw that you would put the Niners ahead of all the AFC teams just because they potentially have to go against each other. Like even if the Chiefs, let's say the Chargers beat the Jags. The Chargers have played the Chiefs very well over the years. Like that's not an that's a common opponent, big advantage coaching wise. But Herbert could throw three or four touchdowns, assuming Mike Williams' back's not broken, which is not. They said the MRIs back spasms. You know, you said uh, yesterday. This is it's Monday, by the way, um, on this show. We're not always on, not often on Mondays, but big week, so we jumped on. And um, a little less uh, structure to the plan of the show today, but I think we'll make it into a podcast too. But you said maybe Sunday, maybe it was Sunday or maybe it was last week. Like, you know, Monday's going to roll around. A lot of people are going to start picking the 49ers to win the NFC. And sure enough, I've seen multiple stories today. Like, yeah, you know, Niners are better than the Eagles. So momentum has um, has begun on that. What's the Eagles' greatest advantage? That they get to skip a week, right? That they can skip a week, yeah. I mean, at a point in time, they should look like their best advantage might be their quarterback. Um, but just getting the bye is, is number one. They did not finish strong. Whether or not home, that f- home field advantage, as long as they yeah right home field with a legit home field, right? Like home field Le- in a good spot, legit home field. Um, their biggest disadvantage is their coach. Their head coach has never coached. A, a winning playoff game. Played in one last year, and they got their ass kicked. Different team this year. Uh, obviously, much better. And the quarterback was dramatically better. But had a pretty major injury late in the season. Missed multiple games. Looking at his box score, 20-35. Pick, no touchdowns. I, I wouldn't say that's... If I'm an Eagle fan today, I'm excited because we're the number one overall seed. But I wouldn't say it's your... Like if I'm the if I'm a Chiefs fan today at work or do my working from home or whatever, I'm I'm like beat us motherfuckers. Do you see Tyreek Hill was just named the team MVP of the Dolphins? Makes sense. That's who they lost and still went. Were they fourteen and three? Fourteen and three, number one overall seed. But it, right, if you're a Chiefs fan, 
you are confident, like, we're going to win the AFC or we can win the NFC. If you're the Eagles fan, you're like, any update on Lane Johnson? How's uh, Jalen okay today? We're all we're all good? <laughs> but you, you got more questions, I think, right now than your typical. Most years, the number one overall seed's feeling pretty, especially if you have, like, a bunch of pro bowlers and Hall of Fame level guys, like, cocky. Yeah. I don't know if Eagle fans would be cocky today if we were listening to Philly Sports Radio. Were Niner fans? I'd say the cocky level is pretty high. Well, when you haven't lost in two and a half months, Eagles done a lot of losing for a team that had one loss for most of the season lately. But right? even if they, even if you threw in a, a loss here, they were eleven wins instead of twelve. Right? They were on a three-game winning streak. People would be like, four multiple playoff games on the road last year. This team's better. Uh, yeah. Purdy's better. Let's roll. Yeah. John, before we get started, I want to, I want to defend Quay Walker. No, okay. Uh, we are presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka. A national championship game is tonight. If you're uh, catching this before Monday night's game, if you're listening to this after the fact, obviously we got a lot of a lot of games coming up this weekend. But uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka, take it over to somebody's house. Yep. Have it in your home. Order it at the bar. Get a little ginger beer in it. Maybe a little uh, John Daly. That's lemonade and iced tea. But however you want to mix it, maybe just a little water and some lemon. Tito's Handmade Vodka. Numero Hopefully one. the winning coach tonight, whether it's uh, Sonny Dykes, which would be a remarkable accomplishment, or Kirby goes back to back, as Drake would say, goes with a nice Tito's and, and uh, a Tito's cocktail. Soda, yeah. whatever the hell he wants in there. Yep. Seven up. If you, if you want some of those sugars, if you don't want the sugars, go with soda water. Tonic is the one with some sugar in it. Tonic water has the sugar in it. Tonic water's got squirt. You ever, you ever, you like squirt back in the day? <laughs> squirt, please. Throw a little squirt in Tito's. That's pretty tasty. I'll tell you that much. Squirt's pretty good. I feel like there was a week when we we're getting a bunch of pictures of people sending us photos of them uh, with bottles of squirt. I don't think you can ever go wrong in that family. You know, tonic is, I would say, the, the sugary version of club soda. And then you just get to the sprites, the squirts like that. And those are way more sugar. Th- those go well with Tito's. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> they they work. This, uh, keep sending us photos too. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, forty percent alcohol by volume, namely eighty proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Also brought to you by our friends at DraftKings for wild card round action. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is the place to go. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code HAM. Yep, guy. Uh, new customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. That's code HAM, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it right now. Yeah. 21 plus uh, in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario and Ohio. Bonuses issued as free bets. One free bet issue. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing NFL bet up to $10. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. John tells me he thinks we have to read that. Yeah, I love it when people in the chat, you know, complain like we would just be here doing this for shits and giggles for fun. Like we, we don't need to feed our families. We don't need to put, you know, I don't know if you've checked uh, the meat prices, even though ButcherBox sent us a large shipment. It was fantastic. It's expensive to live right now, guys. I mean, we, we are not doing this for free. You know, you don't want your NFL players to play for free. You don't want your coach to play coach for free. You don't want your podcasters to work for free. So uh, we have obligations to pay the bills here. And that's what we are trying to get accomplished. <laughs> 
this is a big week. It's like when you show up for work at nine, and it's like at nine oh seven. Your boss is like, "I think we all need a break. We've been making money for the last seven minutes. Take some time to ourselves." Fuck, do they think this is? We've done hours of content, right. and it's all free. That's the other thing. Content is free. I, if you want to complain about the athletic, even though they've never taken me off, they still I get uh, New York Times having no, no, you don't want to get Bernie Cozard. It doesn't really matter. I'm really good for reading like five articles a year Plus on it's there. Not that but, expensive. No, it's 37 cents for a, a two year deal. Uh, that's it. You got to pay for that. ESPN Plus, you, you have all the Hulu's, the YouTube's TVs. This is free. You consume us for free. Even YouTube provides it. Like all the ads at the beginning. You got to wait, what, five seconds? Shut yeah. up and consume. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that. Like right now, you've been an advocate for YouTube TV. This is not an ad. I have Xfinity. I also right now I'm on a trial of YouTube TV. I'm giving it a chance. And one thing that's incredible right now, when you just have anything recorded, uh, if I have, let's say, um, uh, you know, the 49er game recorded, then I jump into the 49er game live, right? I guess it's just like anything else. I can start fast forwarding. So it's a bad example, but I've just started wondering, like there's a lot of things you can do on the DVR. And I just wonder if one day that'll, that'll ever stop, you know, when they, will they ever stop? letting you skip commercials on DVR. But well, um, part of paying for, you know, Hulu is a good example. You can get the Hulu ad supported one and the Hulu is more expensive for no ads. Again, we all got to pay the bills yeah, here. Yeah. You know, this is, this but is I not think, a free country. It but is I think free in terms of freedoms, depending on where you live, but it's not free. Everything costs money. But I do think one of the things that people have, the point that's been made with the streaming services over the last several years is that what they've been charging is not actually what makes them enough money, right? So it's like, oh, this is great. I can build a TV package on Netflix and Hulu for $17. And ESPN Plus, there's another five. It's like, yeah, but then they realized we're not making any money, so the prices have to go up. They've been getting throttled, actually, guy. Now, you could also argue, does, does Netflix need to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on 18 million shows that happen? Well, I, here would be my counter. Somebody that has Netflix, you have, I, I think you have this, I got a Hulu I don't know about you. I've run out I, on Hulu. Like, I'm like, I don't, there's nothing else on here. Uh, Apple Plus, I've kind of, I canceled it for a while. There's nothing on there for me. So I will you. say Netflix has a, I mean, they've got a lot of options. <laughs> a True. lot of options. I, I find Hulu to be kind of, I'm out. I'm tapped. Somebody send me some, some, some options. I don't know. So Yeah, you're just hoping for a good show every once in a while on some of those other platforms. Yeah, so why am I spending five bucks a month if I'm not going to watch Apple Plus for six more months when until uh, the one show comes back that I like? Great question. You're just trying to uh, inflate that, uh, that stock price for our old man, uh, Tim Cook. Uh, did you see what happened to Bernie Kosar? He got fired. By the Browns? He got fired by the Browns because he was doing like a local radio interview or something. He made a $19,000 bet on the Browns-Steelers game yesterday. He bet on the Browns. Now, I think, uh, did the money come from his pocket? I don't know, because it turned out that it was, it's like the first bet ever made in the state of Cleveland was, you know, whatever, some sports book. So maybe they paid him. They, you know what I mean? Like it might've been some promotional. I think deal. Julian, I love Julian Edelman, but he's big on like million dollar game. Like he's yeah, not yeah, actually yeah. betting no. his own money. So it might've been that, but the bottom line was, I guess you're not allowed to bet if you're a Browns employee on the game. Think about it. He's their radio analyst. So he got fired. I think there's a – I get the players, the wide receiver, who's actually coming back next year for Trent Baalke squad, Calvin Ridley. I yeah. understand that, even though when you really break it down, kind of stupid. 
I think it's I think we jump the shark when it's the radio analyst who's a 60 year old former quarterback. That's nineteen thousand dollars on the team. The entire league, everyone associated with the league is balls deep in gambling, loving the cash flow, loving the revenue stream. I get the players and I get the coaches direct impact. Have a hard time firing Bernie Kosar over a nineteen thousand dollar bet. Imagine he's number nineteen. That's why they picked that number. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think that's pretty stupid, guy. Promotional. Uh I think it's pretty stupid. I, I here's the where where I would get it is like there's a rule that says the team employee can't bet, and you bet nineteen thousand, then told everybody about it. Now he claimed he didn't know about that, but I mean that I do. You know, what I mean, like fundamentally, I think it's dumb. I, I was expecting you to say he called Deshaun Watson a rapist who's not a very good player. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. No, that's not that's not what happened. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, as I said, Quay Walker, today's victim. A- apologized. Do you see that? Apologized directly to the trainer. Did, you know what I think went unnoticed in that? Packers, another no one loses like the no great franchise loses like the Packers. Somebody uh, sent me a message like, "What about the Cowboys?" I'm like, "Okay, Cowboys haven't been great for a while, but fine, I'll grant you the Cowboys take some." I don't know, far. guy. They haven't had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers over the last several decades. Yeah, right? I mean, Aaron to lose not the way they lost, but to lose to the Detroit Lions with nothing to play for but to hurt you at home, win or get in playoffs. Now, I do think Aaron was hurt. But, man, that was painful. But, anyway, here's, I think, what went unnoticed, John, if you watch the Quay Walker video over and over again. So the guy touches him first, right, kind of grabs at him like he's trying to keep Sark in a tunnel before a pregame run out. Then spins around and, like, steps to Quay Walker. <laughs> like, hey, trainer, uh, how about the guy on the ground? Then one of Quay Walker's teammates bumps the trainer. I don't know if you call it that. The guy steps to Quay Walker, and then one of the other Packers kind of bumps him in the chest like hey bro back up so it got a little weird there i don't know if you had to turn around and spin the step to quay walker after you moved him out of the way but um and then this, and this then, is a week when trainers kind of get and then my, that's my favorite part that is my favorite part <laughs> this week of all weeks <laughs> i heard michael lombardi say that <laughs> this week of all weeks <laughs> yeah this week man trainers you know this, this is week of all you want to bump a trainer next week fine but not this week man not this he, week. He has been. He's a rookie. He's been kicked out of multiple games. <laughs> like, I, and I think the other game was for bumping like a Bills sideline official. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got some issues. I, no, I'm not defending him, but you know, you grab somebody in the you know who's in the fight. You just to me, you're allowed to kind of move around. I it was an easy one. I thought less about like what the training community represents this week. <laughs> it was more the moment. The underrated part of that play is the D tackle with the uh, 1973 Raiders like play elbow to the dude's head, <laughs> forearm shiver. I know. I just don't think the talent discrepancy of the two teams is any different. <clears throat> like I think the Lions are pretty talented. You know, they have an excellent offensive line. They got playmakers. They have the sweet running backs. Alex. They got Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, they just have like what the hell? Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is better than Jerry. Yeah, Rodrigo. Uh, their, their team is just – they got the Rams pick coming. I, I, I think you see Dan Campbell said, that I want the road, to, the road to this division to come through Detroit. They're going to be a team a lot of people pick next year to make the playoffs. How about the – was it Jamal Williams post-game yeah. interview? 
Yeah, BYU Were you watching guy. that live? No, but I saw the clip of him crying and then talking shit. It would, to watch that live and not know what was coming was such a stunning interview because he started to break down. Like I did this from he just lost his great grandfather. Then he composes himself. Then he gets asked a follow up question and just turns into a warrior again. It was incredible. He got two game balls, cried, and led the team in locker room speech. I remember. Didn't he give like a crazy speech during hard knocks early in a practice? Cried. Like we're tired of being the doormats, basically. Yeah. He cries a lot, I think. Yeah. He's like Dick Vermeil. Like that's kind of his style. Gotcha. Perfect for a Dan Campbell team. It's an emotional team, especially when your quarterback is pretty mellow. I think part of it, too, is he was a former Packer. Uh, yeah, I think he spent his first four years there. They were saying last night on the broadcast, like him and Aaron Jones are boys. You know, even this week, even though they were playing with each other, they were like fake talking shit back and forth through text. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Jimmy Ward will probably do that next year when he's playing for the Packers. <laughs> I can't believe the Packers lost that game. I mean, I can. I well, can't I, believe they lost that game. It was weird. I was rooting against them, and then I realized well, that was going to lead to Seattle. Mm. Like, every single time I'd, I was kind of rooting for Detroit, it's like, you know, I'd rather just see the Packers because the game would matter a lot more. Not necessarily the Packers are any better than Seattle because uh, they're clearly not that good. And they, their great advantage, I know Aaron didn't have a great season, but is Aaron Rodgers, and he is clearly neutralized when you, it's frigid conditions, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers should try to pull a Tom Brady and get to a warmer weather climate. He should have done that, I don't know, last year when he was free to go wherever he chose. Uh, but he didn't. He took the money, which he said is a great – he called it like energy or something. Did you see his quotes after the no. game? I saw some of his post game, but I didn't see that quote. He, he, the way he verbalized it was a little weird, but the, the Niners went was from he, Niners was he saying the money holds him back, or he no, no, no. He he was giving the Packers and the organization oh. the generational wealth. It's you know money is energy, and they've given me a lot of energy. You know he's just trying to talk spiritually about it. Gotcha. Uh, but ultimately, Niners Packers is a lock night game, either Saturday or Sunday. A lock night Which game. Which is really what we're most annoyed by. We, and the grab Seattle and then to immediately when the schedule comes out a minute after the game ends and to see that it's the one thirty kickoff. Not happy. Not 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 thrilled. Not because like, listen, playoffs, you're playing Seattle. It's an enormous spread. I get why the league is doing it. It's it's in their mind. Very likely the game is not that entertaining for a minimum of half. But it, it is. That's the game that we all that that's the NBA TV first round series. Yeah. So why go go continue down this string? Let's 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 pull the th the thread here. Why? If it's not, what is it that you hate? That it's the first game that you just know it's the least important game. That it's a YouTube Saturday afternoon show is suboptimal. Yeah, that that, that, that you know business, the more I business. It gives us more time to marinate. From our business, I I don't think it's going to affect our bottom line at all. Uh. The anticipation of this game is not nearly the same. Uh, maybe there's an overconfidence. There ain't a soul who's losing an ounce of sleep. That I'm not talking the Seahawks. I'm talking the 130 Saturday kick. Like, what about that bothers you the most? Well, that that is the game. That's the worst game of the week. Yeah, every single year. It's it's well acknowledged. <laughs> no one disputes it. That is the game that you put is going to have the least amount of interest. Now. The 49ers of all the teams playing this weekend, beside the Cowboys, are the biggest brand of the weekend. You, you could put Tom Brady, but he's not a team. Now, you could argue just him alone could be his last game. 
he draws too, but they're playing each other and they put those on Monday night. Of all the the Ravens, the Bengals, the Bills, it ain't even close. The, the fucking Vikings, Giants, it's the Niners. But their opponent, a little bit like the Bills and the Dolphins, like the Bills and the Dolphins, do you know where we got robbed? Is the 2-7 game, in theory, could have been, even though the spreads would have, they wouldn't have been 11 or 10 and a half, they probably would have been 6 or 7. If I would have told you it's Bills-Steelers and Niners-Packers, I got news for you. Those are the two night games. <laughs> and the, the the seven seeds, honestly, we got the worst possible seven seeds. The Dolphins are playing with Skylar Thompson in Seattle. God love them. It's actually, I got nothing but respect for what they've done this year. I think most Niner fans and most people that follow football thought they were going to suck. They went nine and eight. Incredible accomplishment. And they fleeced the Denver Broncos. That, that team is in shambles. They're going to get turned down by guys like Sean Payton because no one wants to deal with Russ. They got a top pick coming, but I just don't want to watch them play another football game. And I've seen this thing twice now with the Niners. I just, it sucks. But It's cool. It's the playoffs and all, but I would have much rather seen the Lions. I I wish the Lions could I agree. I agree. I thought the same thing. I think a lot of people did. I got a few texts from people like, God, this Lions team is fun. Like, yeah, it would just be a little bit of an uncommon opponent, which would also make it unique for the 49ers, right? The Seahawks, this is not Bobby Wagner, uh, Richard Sherman Seahawks. Although I watched Pete Carroll's postgame press conference, and all I could think I was was what you just said. Just like, it's one thing when you win a championship like him and John Schneider did very early. Um, it's another thing when you win divisions, you you go to the Super Bowl, all that. But when you save your owner, like $300 million and you don't just save them Russell Wilson's contract. It turns out that you wouldn't want to pay Russell Wilson $20 million, let alone $256 million. When you make that type of decision, not just for your employer, but just for your franchise, if winning a championship gets you like seven years of just uh, uh, complete freedom without being questioned, trading Russell Wilson, getting a top five pick, and then having the other team pay him and immediately regret it gets you like another 10 years. I mean, if not just franchise immortality. I also and think then, when you throw in the, this, the stories that are coming out about him too. you throw right, in, in And Denver. then you go to the playoffs without him. It's an all-time year for them. In some ways, maybe just as satisfying as winning a championship. Probably not. But So uh, nothing but respect to the Seahawks for that. But I'm with you. Now the question is, if they'd put that game Saturday night, would it have felt a little bit bigger, or is there nothing they could have done? Is this, if you were being objective, the time slot this game deserves, right? Yes. I, I, I'm not arguing that they screwed it up and this they shouldn't put it no, here. I know you're and, not. And I get why Fox, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't know who can explain it, and I haven't read, explained perfectly how this exactly works, uh, but because obviously I would imagine Fox would rather have, if you rank the three NFC games, the Cowboy, they would not have let ESPN and Monday night get that game. Now there also is a little, you scratch my back. I scratch your back ESPN signing. Like you said, before we hopped on Troy and Joe, but I think it's more than they start spending more money. Regardless, honestly, you could have put this game on Monday night. as like. You know, because I, I do believe the Monday night game is a little bit like 
a Thursday night game. People complain about it, yet by far everyone's watching it. It doesn't really matter what you put there. Yeah, I mean, I think last year, it would have been like last year's game if you'd given them Niners Seahawks on Monday night this year. Last year was the Rams-Cardinals game. You remember that but, game? But, but the Cardinals had, you know, I know they had fallen apart at the end, had had a really good season. I know, but it was not. It was It was a blowout, and it was supposed to be a blowout. Not to that. I mean, it was a crazy. No, well, blowout. not a thirty-four to eleven. I'm just saying it was not okay. The other games that weekend were Raiders, Bengals, Eagles, Bucks, Steelers, Chiefs, Niners, Cowboys, Bills, Pats. Yeah, I guess you could have given them at the time. Eagles, Bucks probably wouldn't have been a great game, right? All the all those games you listed, beside Niners, Cowboys, were blowouts. Eagles yeah, got every worked. single one of them. I mean, Niners, a Bengals was a seven-point game in the end. Remember. Oh, yeah, Derek spiked the ball in first down. But I do think, you know, I was talking to somebody like at the begin, like several months ago, and just like, God, they spent so much money on Troy. And like, how does it, you know, they could have spent half as much and just as many people would watch. And they were like, well, it's just about showing the NFL. Like the NFL saying, if you want the Super Bowl on ABC, you've got to show that you're going to present this product in the best way possible. So maybe it was a little, maybe we're overthinking it and it's not really all of these different things at play, but. Um, that's what we got. One thirty Saturday. Well, so just Sunday in general is a better viewing experience because more people yeah. are home. Yeah, <clears throat> like the Sunday night is better than Saturday night because again, more people are at home. But it is what it is. They're playing Seattle at one thirty, and they are an enormous favorite. I, I mean, an enormous favorite. Basically, the same number as the Bills, who are viewed as like the Niners, one of the best teams playing a team with like their fourth string quarterback. Potentially, I saw it too, uh, you know, it's not ruled out by any means yet. See how that works out. But it's both the seven seeds in this, you know, playoffs are double digit underdogs. I, th- I think the league ideally would like a little more competitive, you know, 10, 11 win seven seeds. So the lines were touchdown because you're always, the, if you're a two seed, you've had, a 13-14 win season. But I I think we're going to have some years where this point spread on the 2-7 is not Niners-Seattle, right? Because if it's Niners-Packers, right or wrong, I mean, the Niners still might have beat them by 20 points. This line, you can take off four points from it. And honestly, same with the Lions. If the, if the Lions were playing the Niners, the point spread would not be 10.5. It feels like the worst team of the three got in. And also factoring in the Niners have played this team twice and beat the shit out of them. Yeah, I mean, the one thing about Seattle versus Green Bay, I'd say, is at one point in the year, at least, Seattle looked like it might be one of the better teams in the league. Green Bay's never looked like that this year. No. Right. Well, it turns out Green Bay's not any good, but... And even Aaron, I know. I, I truly believe... I thought Aaron looked hurt last night. I His deep, was- Aaron never throws deep balls that bad. He was throwing lollipop deep balls. It's freezing cold. He's thirty nine. Well, I know, but I, I think he was hurt. With what? I don't. I don't know. It's just he did not look like he was one hundred percent to me. I just think he's old and it's freezing. He just. I've watched him. He throws a better deep ball than that. It looks crazy. I think it's hard when you get older and it gets tw- fifteen degrees. Remember Tom? It was like, oh, Tom's arms kind of slipping, and they got out of New England. He looked fine again. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling. I think it's the cold, it's man. Maybe. See how cold he looked on the sideline? Yeah, I did. I golf looked like he was frozen too. Because it was, it's freezing. 
That place is miserable. They're a great advantage, like Lambeau Field and the fans, and is actually a disadvantage because their games in January are just I think it neutralizes the playing field. Well, hundred percent. It's not their style. But I just mean it even in general. Like it's just if you're playing just another talented team, you don't well, have like an if advantage. the Niners were the Packers, if they played at Lambeau Field, they would have an advantage when they played at Lambeau Field. True, but even like this year, like one of their advantages right now is this young gunslinger from Arizona. Uh he would not be as good in that weather. No, I'm just saying, though, fundamentally, like when the Niners go play the Packers, it's better for them to play last year's game in Lambeau than it was to play last year's game at home. Yes. Supposed to, uh, several people have sent me the weather report for this week's game with Seattle. Was it supposed uh, to be rainy all week? Yeah, it's supposed to rain, which, you know, does that benefit the less talented team? That's what some people are suggesting, that the Seahawks – the Niners lose some of their advantage because they're playing the Seattle Seahawks in the rain or in the mud or something. But I saw a weather report. Someone on uh, on Twitter said the West Coast over the next ten days will get ninety nine percent more water than the rest of the world. Something like the amount of water that's going to come down over the next deck over the next ten days is going to be historic. Jungle jungle levels. But we'll see. Is it raining today? Uh, it rained earlier. It's not raining right now. Uh, I went back and watched the Week 15 game. It was um, remember that was the game the Niners clinched the West, clinched the division. Final score not indicative of the game. It was a one-score final, 21-14, 21-13, something like that. Um, that game was twenty-one to three, and really the Niners had a pick six. They got wiped out because Bosa got a late hit on Gino. Remember, Charvarius played well against DK that day. Um, that was the game where where uh, Purdy threw the fake left, fake right, spin middle, Kittle wide open. Yeah. And then Kittle caught another touchdown on the sideline and just ran through everybody for a score. Um, I saw someone in a bowl game run that play. I was like, oh, they, oh definitely, really? they definitely stole it. They were watching Amazon Prime on a Thursday night, and the offensive coordinator jotted this down. Theirs was a little different. Their tight end didn't keep going straight. He stopped, and they ran a screen. But it was the same. Boom, boom, over the middle, kind of opens up like the Red Sea. Genius play. <laughs> you know, great really, because everyone stops. Such a great play. I it, it is pretty incredible how open George Kittle has been in the last month and a half of the season. Yeah, I mean, that's what star quarterbacks will do for you. So that's the matchup, John. Niners, Seahawks. <laughs> it's a 10-point spread. 130 on Fox. Let's do it. Yeah. It's it's not a great, and maybe this is going to be the case. You kind of look at the matchups. I, I'm not that, like... The second week is just dramatically better than this week, and that's just, I guess, the nature of the NFL playoffs. But it doesn't feel like there's one game that, like, this could be a all-timer. No, you never know. Sports. Something's got to be good. There's six games. You would think, but like I said last year, how many games were actually good? The Raiders game was kind of good. They, they were they were getting beat the majority of that we game. We get a special joy from that game, so. <laughs> that's uh, Derek's only playoff experience with the Raiders. G said that uh, Mar- it was uh, Arkansas that ran that play. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Dolphins, Bills, that's your uh, – sorry, Chargers, Jags, you mentioned that game. That's Dolphins. not terrible. That's not terrible. That's a one-and-a-half point line. But I, I think it's help. it helps that that game's in Jacksonville. Night game. They're, they're rocking. Big opportunity, you know, big big moment if the Jags win that. Like, big L for the Chargers if they lose that game. Um, Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings. I think a lot of people are thinking that game could be. What's the spread on that game? Three. Okay. Ravens, Bengals is, I think, six. I think the question is, is the quarterback going to play? Well, I was and watching. I saw, John said he, he, like, refuses to talk about it. Well, I saw today NFL Network, somebody was like, um, yeah, you know, no one really – like, they don't know if Lamar's going to be able to go. Like, how could they not know unless Lamar refuses to tell them how he feels? Other than that, how could they not know? Or not how he feels, like, I just whether he wants to play again. Yeah. Uh, and then Cowboys Bucks the Monday night, so. Thank God Which we will know – Again, I mean, it feels pretty cocky because I mean, everyone's just putting Provided the Niners if the 49ers, If the 49ers beat the Seahawks is what you're about to say. I think the two teams that everyone is just chalking up to win, and rightfully so, reflective of the point spread, is the Niners and the Bills. There is not a soul who is going to pick the Dolphins or Seattle. Not one. Maybe like Cliff Averill and KHDK 870 Radio in Seattle. But for the most part, every single human, and it's not – oh, it's – it's not groupthink. It's like the pick you should make is going to pick the Niners and the Bills. I think the only question is like, could one of those two teams backdoor cover? But you would be out on an island picking one of those two teams to win that are the underdogs. Yeah, yeah. The answer is yes, the Seahawks could backdoor cover or cover in some weird way, right? Because that's what happened last time. <laughs> could Seattle win? Of course they could win. It's a football game. If if the field's sloppy, I, I would say it would have a chance. I mean, they it's not like they have like if you were gonna make the argument for them, right? You'd say they have DK Metcalf, they have Tyler Lockett, they got a good running back, their quarterback's been good this year. Now, can they block the Niners? Right? Remember, Gino Gino made some pretty good plays in that game, but Niners were around him a lot. Um, we've seen the Niners secondary give up some big plays. Like, you know, if you just want to make the case. Brock Purdy's played in six career games. He's never been in a playoff game. It's going to be a little muddy. Uh, Quandre Diggs dropped. Is it Quandre? Yeah. Drop. I had forgotten about it until I rewatched the game this morning. You couldn't hit him between the numbers because he only has one number. But Brock hit him right in the chest, and he dropped it, um, trying to get the ball to, I don't remember, Kittle maybe over the middle. They have beaten the Niners. They have run some sweet fakes against the Niners over the years. I mean, you know, I – I don't think they're going to win, but I'm not going to pretend like it's some impossibility either. I, uh, you, you got access to PFF, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Seattle's one of the worst pass rushing teams in the league when it comes to sacks, when it comes to pressures. I mean, that's a, if, if you don't get a pass rush, it's hard to play good defense. And it's not like you can't run on them. You can. They're 27th in pass rush. So you don't have a great pass rush. You don't have a good run defense. They are 17th in run defense. I, I just think that their only hope would be torrential downpour fields and shambles, and then the game just gets – it's just hard to move, right? Because that would neutralize Bosa's get-off. I mean, we're six days away from – I know everyone thinks it's going to be pouring rain. Well, they're going to have 
it'd have to rain that day because they're going to have a tarp over it all week. It's right. like they're going to practice on the field. Right. So it would have to be that day. Which, as meteorologists tell you, well, actually, if we say it's a 3% chance and we're right, that means we're, you know, it's like they're always trying to, you know, justify their percentages. Good thing for the knives, they're healthy. Very healthy. Extremely healthy. So we'll dive more into the game as the week goes along. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm pretty. Oh, so we were getting confident. We got sidetracked. Your point was going to be about the Niners opponent. Oh, that they win on Saturday. You don't have to wait till Monday night. Like whoever wins between the Vikings and the Giants, if the Vikings win, the Niners are playing the Vikings. If the Giants were to win, they're playing the winner of the Monday night game. So that that makes it pretty. And then I think it's pretty clear, right? If they are playing, if the Giants were, I, I guess it's technically an upset, but I, I think it's fair to say that's a coin flip game. They just played it went to overtime. Like it, that feels like it's going to be a tight game. That if the Giants were to win and you're playing the winner of the Monday night game, that game is going to be on Sunday. Right, they're not going to make that team play Monday and then like, oh, just Saturday night. Like that's not happening. And more than likely, regardless of the matchup, Brady Niners part two of this season or Cowboys Niners, that thing Sunday night. So the Niners would at at worst Sunday afternoon, but that thing is getting pushed back. That that's an extra day of rest for the Niners, right? And I, if they play the Vikings, I think more than likely they're getting a night game next week. Would be my guess. Yeah. Last year was weird because the Bengals were the only Saturday team that played on Saturday. The Bills won, but the Bills didn't play till Sunday against the Chiefs. But the Bengals were, you know, the Bengals played the the Titans who had been on a bye. So you didn't have two teams. You know, you didn't have, you had one team coming off a of Saturday. You didn't have they were playing a team that was coming off a bye as opposed to this this year where you know if the niners come off a saturday against the if the giants were to win to your point that would actually be a pretty good sunday night you know the giants against the 49ers no if the giants were to win they'd play the eagles the eagles i'm sorry wait a second so if the vikings as the 3 seed win they play the niners automatically yeah I think it'd be a solid night game, but that might be a Saturday night game again. But you're saying you never know. I, I you couldn't discount that. That could be Saturday afternoon, and then you go one of the AFC games the night. Then you go another AFC game day, and then you go Eagles Cowboys at night on Sunday. I mean you, that that's very possible. But the the winner of the Monday night football game is playing on Sunday. And we know the winner of that game is either going to be the Dallas Cowboys, the biggest brand in the league, or Tom fucking Brady, right? So that's, <laughs> I, I would just say those two got those two entities trend toward the night, <laughs> right? If you just look at Sunday, like yeah. w- would NBC not want one of those two properties in their night slot, Tom Brady or the Cowboys? Like I think it already kind of makes sense. Butcherbox.com slash ham. And another special deal, free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off 
right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And really, it's either playing the Eagles or the Niners. Like, it's, it's just going to work. <laughs> so I, I think... I think that the the winner of that game is destined to play in the night. It just are they playing the Eagles or are they playing the 49ers? Yeah. And again, I'm jumping already chalking the Niners up as a vic- victorious, but you don't think D'Amico's going to get distracted by uh all the uh the tech that by the, the Texans calling him seven times asking him to change his mind? Do you think he'd interview with the Texans? I think he said he's not. I think the report Aaron Wilson said he's not interested. Told him no thanks. It'll be interesting. You see the Broncos reach out to him as well. Yeah. How many of these jobs, you know, Arizona, I'm sure is going to reach out to him. Yeah, Cliff got fired this morning. You know, are, are any of these people going to uh, – how many he will agree to talk with? I think you would Arizona. I think you definitely would in Denver. You uh, would or wouldn't in Denver? I think you you interview in Denver. Indy? If they interview, I don't – Jeff Saturday might – I mean – I think Jeff Saturday's getting the job. I I read this article in the Athletic. I think you did too. I, I it was um, it made it feel like Ursay thinks it's going well. Well, actually, it said it that Ursay thought it was going well. But um, I think he gets the job if Jim doesn't want it because Jeff Saturday yelled at players and the other coach would not. Y- yeah, it was. It was. Um, how about the part where the article said that if if Saturday had said no, he just Frank would have been the coach for another week, right? 
my my favorite part of that article was like unnamed players talking to the reporter. And all of them were like, some of them were on the record going like, yeah, it was pretty nuts, you know, hiring a guy outside the building. And the other guy's like, wait, who's this? Oh, yeah, the guy that was on first take liked him. <laughs> yeah, that was a great quote. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, the NFL is... Adam Peters. You know, Jed, Jed had his moments. I mean, the, the Niners are the first... I saw the Texans are going to have four coaches in four years. It's only happened a couple times over the decades. The last team to do it was the 49ers. So the 49ers by no means can just get up and pump their chest like, you know, we're the Steelers for the last like 40 years. No, I, you and I had a front row seat. Now it's been very calm since 2019 with John, Kyle, multiple extensions. John's, John turned down Amazon for 20 a year. John's telling but, McVay. They got fucking Brock Purdy, rookie of the year, six straight games, you know. It, it's going pretty well, but they, they've had their moments of, of uh, you know, being the Bidwells and the Mark Davises. And one thing you see, and I just watched Bidwell's press conference. He is really well-spoken. Like you, if you just watched him talk and you didn't know anything about his background, you just went, this guy, self-made billionaire, bought the team. You're like, guy, guy's pretty impressive. Right? Because some, like you see Mark, let's, let's face it, like he's judged by his look and his dress. It, you, he does not look like an NFL owner. Ursay looks like a former drug addict, right? And and kind of speaks like one. So every owner has their own thing. But the majority of these teams are now passed on to, you know, through the family heritage here of kids. And it's little hit or miss, I, I would say. I saw a tweet. Did you hear it? Did Bidwell say that Kyler's going to have input on the next head coach? The tweet made it sound. I think Michael was being nice. He's like, "Yeah, I've talked." He just kind of acted like somebody I've, asked him. Yeah, he claimed that he just spoke with players, and I was thinking, like, if you and I owned a team and we were firing everyone, wouldn't you get like your the top ten players on your team and just like, what the hell is going? What, what's your opinion? Yeah, what do you guys want? What do you guys need? Tell me what you think. You would crowdsource. Listen, I think Kyler's kind of a clown, but Michael Bidwell is invested pretty heavily on making well what if yeah like think about it if we're gonna give him the benefit of the doubt kyler what are your thoughts and kyler was like i'll tell you what 49ers defense was fucking impossible like those guys are really hard to play and bidwell said well did you do your film study your hour he's like i did my hour and an hour was not enough for D'Amico. he was really tough so i mean like if he told you that although i saw there was a report that vance joseph could be back. Well, it's a double whammy. They might go co-GMs <laughs> with who? With the, with the two guys that are like under Steve, like his like right hand men. Steve Kahn is gone now. Yeah, he's but might come back, but but it's gone. <laughs> uh, and then Vance Joseph. If they do that, it's pretty clear that like just try to get through this Kyler situation, and a couple of years we'll come out on the on the other end, and we'll start from scratch. Uh. The, the one thing he mentioned in that, he's like, you know, yesterday we were just playing a team because one thing that everyone says with the Cardinals is a bunch of injuries. He's like, last time I checked, we just played a team to beat the crap out of us yesterday that was on like their fourth quarterback, and he looked pretty good. So it's not really an excuse. Like th there are examples around the league where you can function with quote-unquote next man up. And I do wonder if the 49ers – because it became a Mahomes-Josh Allen league, right? Everyone was shooting for it. Hell, Kyle Shanahan, they went for Trey Lance. 
once you kind of take a step back and you're like, you know, Jared Goff, actually, you know, Brock Purdy. Is it like, do we need to go crazy and just draft a guy number three overall to draft a guy number three overall? Can we take a fucking deep breath? Yeah, I mean, I think Goff is interesting, right? Like, Goff on a team where you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender is a failure. Goff on a team where you're not supposed to be a playoff team is, is a failure. Is it great though he's step. been to a Super Bowl? Huh? Jared Goff was 29 and seven this year, guy. Well, I know. I'm what I'm saying though is got the standards changed for what was success based on which team he was on. He had a really good season. He had a better season statistically than Dak and Cousins. Yeah, his he was on a five, he was a quarterback of a 500 team. Nine and uh, over one game. Okay. No, I, I am not denigrating Jared. I'm just saying where you play affects like what the expectations are and how we judge your play. But I'll give you an example. Like this year, whenever Derek's situation is figured out in the next month, whether he forced them to cut him or traded, I think most people in the league would go, like, I'd rather have most coaches and GMs probably. I'd rather take Derek Carr. Are we sure Derek Carr is better than Jared Goff? Because I'm not. I know he's I had better I think, moments. I mean, yeah, he's... That's that's a legitimate take. I, I think the way to answer that would say would be to say that his ceiling's higher. But are you still a ceiling guy once you're 31 years old? You've no, been I mean, for once a upon a time, it may not. <laughs> yeah, you may not be able to get there anymore. I, I think it's very difficult to like keep climbing that ladder, you know, <laughs> to get towards some ceiling. You might yeah. be able to like get you know get back the train back on the tracks, but but if you said to use a team that you know, like Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins. If you said, okay, you can have Goff or Carr next year. Maybe he would say Goff, right? Tua's not, I mean, he'd prefer just, I think he, I think he'd prefer healthy Tua, but that's no guarantee. You just can't bank on that. But uh, Chris on the stream says, look at Goff's home and away splits. It's insane. And this is where I think for Derek, no different. I think he should try to get to a dome. Try to get to the Saints. Try to get to the Colts. Because I think, look at Cousins. Cousins has been very good in a dome. I know Rodgers had a poor night last night, but his resume speaks for itself. If you threw Derek Carr on the Packers, you'd be fucked. If you put through Jared Goff on the Packers, you'd be done. You put him on Miami, all the guys, Goff, Carr, could probably survive beside the one-off games, depending on when you played Buffalo or New England, right? But the dome benefits a lot of these guys a lot. So you can give me the home road splits, and I hear you, but like they do play in a dome, you know? And then just depending on your schedule, you might, your December game could be like Carolina and Arizona. You, you well, just never know. And not Indy, only in a dome, I, you know, not those two teams don't just play in domes, their divisions are warm Houston, Tennessee, Jacksonville. So that's one other dome. And then two warm, you know, warmish places, and then the South is Tampa, Carolina, Atlanta. That's one other dome and two warm places. Well, like Goff, well, Goff, for example, he plays in a division where the other three, I guess, Minnesota's indoors, but Chicago and Green Bay are probably, when it's right, the coldest two places in the league. Yeah, you know, if you catch them on like Buffalo, I say that. Yeah, well, think about his last, obviously, at Packers. But before he had the Bears at home, he played at Carolina. The Jets, that's a cold place. So it, it just all depends the way your schedule breaks. I think certain guys are meant to play inside. 
like Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, it would not matter. Herbert plays inside a dome. He could easily play for the Bears, right, or the Jets, and be and be the best quarterbacks they've ever had. So Mahomes and Allen are great examples of like, can you imagine if those guys, like if Mahomes played for the Saints? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But I think that goes back to the point about, you know, where you are. Like for golf, that's a great year. If he was on the Rams, it would be determined by what happens in the postseason, and that's where everything gets a little harder, right? And you get judged more harshly. But like part of Goff, and this is what's going to be interesting about Derek, is Jared for the next two years, $25 million, $26 million. Given that, you know, decent quarterbacks now make well over 35 to 40 to 45 plus. What he gives you at that price point, that's pretty good, right? They have him under contract for two more years at $25 million a year. Yeah. It's, maybe I need to start rethinking how much Derek's worth. Maybe. Or Jimmy. Well, to me, Jimmy's a one-year. I, we talked about this yesterday. You, you can't give a, a – no one's consistently more hurt than Jimmy Garoppolo. Tua, maybe. Jimmy is one of the least durable yeah, big-name quarterbacks like big in the league. Luck, you know, Jimmy will – Jim will give you eight, nine games. He's not in and out of the lineup constantly like Tua. You know, it's a different kind of hurt. Like it'll really torpedo your season if you don't have somebody else. Like Tua's will, but if you got a good backup who just has to play like two games in September, two games in November, semi survive it. Um, Jimmy's- what do you think? What do you think Purdy's next contract is? So he's in year. He's got year. He's in year one of a four year rookie deal. Which does not pay him a lot of money relative to quarterbacks. No. So let's say, I don't even want to define it, but let's just say he has a good postseason. Then let's say he is the Niners starting quarterback next year and they make the playoffs again. Win the division, win whatever, 12 games, okay? Do you, can you pay, on a four-year rookie deal, can you pay him? First year you can pay him is after year three. All right, so he's got to play year three. So, you know, there's a long way for that price to go way up and way up is there is no way up is just as high as it gets. Right. If it goes well, like it could just be whatever quarterbacks are making in three years. And that's that. So that would be so his year four. So, you know, what's funny about that year is you'd be going into would that be when's the fifth year option year on Trey? The Trey's it's three. it's so Trey's going to go into year three. You pick it up after year three, before his fourth year, before his fourth year. So yeah. you you have to pick it up. Like Brandon Brandon Ayuk yeah. will have his picked up this off season. Kinlaw will not. I got suggested a Brandon Ayuk video today from two years ago that said why Brandon Ayuk is a great pick. Haberman and Milkov. <laughs> I don't know how that one came back through the algorithm, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's Brandon? Are you could 78 catches yeah. Purdy starting all year? What's that number at 96? <laughs> what was his? It felt it definitely felt like his again. Let's look. My theory on Brandon has always been it feels like Brandon has nine catches. You'll look down, he has three, but they're all impactful four five. So let's look at his game log. I think that he added a slow start off a big. So with Purdy, yeah, you're right. I mean, he has some two-catch games with Purdy. 
but he had five, five, nine, four. I mean, he had some with Jimmy with six and sixes, sevens, eights. So, he, I mean, he had very productive games with Jimmy Garoppolo. He should be able to play with any quarterback, right? Maybe not 96. Is, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's 88. But Brandon has another season like this. I mean, he's going to want some cash, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think the thing with him, you pick up the fifth-year option, he's definitely playing next year on the rookie deal, which I know he's a first-round pick, but he's a late first-round pick. It's a pretty good deal. What What do you think it is? Like a couple million bucks a year? I, I would say the best deals in the league are the first-round picks in the 20s or the early 30s because you get the you don't have to extend after year three because they their contract doesn't end. You have that fifth-year option. It just gives you some wiggle room. And the fifth-year option is ultimately not the biggest FU because it is a lot of money for the player. So you, will, if you hit on a pick 25 to 32, that, that's a sweet spot. So he will get 1.7 next year. Ooh. Being a productive rookie receiver hurts. Not rookie, but rookie contract. You, you, you technically can extend him this offseason. I would not. You would not if you were the Niners or if you were him? Both. Well, if you're the Niners, the motivation is, you know, could we get him on a good deal because he's going to make basically $4 million for the next two years combined? Yeah, could I get him on some sort of like four for 60? Yeah, like, hey, man, I, I know it's not, you know, would the Christian Kirk get four for 60? He got like four for... 72. Okay. So I know it's not Christian Kirk. You're better than you should get a better deal than that. But you're going to get, you know, your signing bonus uh right away. What did, let's just just for comp sake. Christian's cash. You got 24 million dollars this year Christian Kirk. Just in cash. Okay. I would say this though, Christian Kirk signed that deal off 77 982 and five touchdowns. Well, my so point, some, and he had been he had a previous year 48 68 like he had he had been productive longer like he had four straight years of production but the, your question was would you take four for 60 if you're Brandon and I'm I think based on what you just said that Christian Kirk did to earn four for 72 the answer is yes if you get eight instead of 24 million you get 19 million dollars right away instead of making four the next two years it's a little bit of a baseball mindset. I'm breaking you off early at a discount, what you could make, but you're also getting money. Where it's like you want the four million the next couple of years and risk. It is football, right? Guys go down. How would that contract work? Would that be four years after his current that wipe out the next two years? Yeah. So no, no, you, no, no, no. It's an extension. So you would have him under contract for six years. That's the one thing. If you're him, is like, well, then I don't, then I don't hit free agency again until I'm like. 29 that's not ideal right i don't think you would sign the you would need a bonus closer to like 35 million because because if you're pick, if you're picking up my fifth year option you yeah. know that thing's coming so you basically i i minimum need to double that right? right so the fifth year option let's just pick a number is 16 to me the signing bonus and the guarantee was started yeah, around right. 30 plus right yep. yep but big picture i think brandon Ayuk's a 15 year pro you might entertain that 
because then you could easily go, well, I'd rather just have him cheap for a couple of years. Well, if he keeps balling, that number goes way up, right? Then you start talking like he wants five for a hundred. And that's just, that's it. Like that's the negotiating. Could you just extend him and Bosa and get your two sweet players in a contract? Yeah, you could. I would say the moment I Uke signs an extension, Debo's time, time is gets, ticking. Yeah. But you also may, you'd want to start throwing cash around before your quarterbacks get expensive. Well, that's why you'd want to allocate those resources on players that are on your team. Because right? that IUK that 50-year option, would that coincide with Brock's historic extension? You'd have to... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think the key would be is use your capital this offseason when your quarterback room is a combined under $10 million, right, with Brock and Trey. And even if you brought in a two, three million dollar veteran guy, which I would imagine they will, it's still relatively cheap. That's when, if you remember, when the Chiefs had Mahomes early in his career, what did they do? They went and bought uh, Frank Clark. They went and bought. Now it doesn't always work. Sammy Watkins, Honey Badger. Like you have extra cash, in theory, right? But the, here's the here's the conundrum they find themselves in. McGlinchey's a free agent, so you need a you need a right tackle. Bosa is going to get a huge extension. Uh, you know, you're going to need a little linebacker unless you're promoting from within. Jimmy Ward still, sure talks like he thinks he's gone. So yeah. you're going to need another safety, even though they've kind of got a good little rotation of safeties. Yeah. You'd be like, we'll draft one. Well, they don't have any picks. <laughs> E-man, although you're playing without him anyway, mostly. Isn't he a restricted free agent, though? Isn't he? He's a free agent. Remember, that was the big deal. He was going to go into his free agent year. Yeah, I'm saying he's not. You're asking me if he's restricted or unrestricted. You're saying he's gone. I'm saying he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying you need another corner. Or do you just get him back on the discount ACL? You know, not a. Yeah, maybe you're right. Now that does the ACL guarantee that he's back? Good point. Very good point. Like Cam Rising. I get I get quarter. Did he has an ACL? Oh, I don't know, but he's back. I get quarterbacks returning. Why would Blake Corum return to the to the Michigan Wolverines? Unfinished business, John. You only have so said. much tread in the tires as a running back. It doesn't. I get quarterbacks, maybe even a receiver. I'd say the running back. Like the NIL doesn't change your. You're going to be a top hundred pick. Just go now. You'd be a starter in the NFL. You're running the ball no matter what. Me and Jim, I looked Jim in the eye, and I said, Jim, I'm coming. And Jim said, I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. It depends what offers I get. Yeah. I know. I'm with you. I'm with you on the running backs. I don't get it. Good for Michigan. Anything else we need to add today? 130. Be there. Be square. (laughs) Saturday. (laughs) We're going to be so hyped by the time that day rolls around. Oh, it's playoff football, baby. Pete it's Garrett. Brock Purdy. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm, not excited to watch. No, I'm just, I know, the, the opponent. I, I wish there was a little more juice. I believe of me, the three potential opponents, it's the worst one. We all are in agreement there. Yeah, I mean, I think we could find some non-playoff teams that would be better, more interesting opponents than the Seahawks. Don't take this as shit talking the Seahawks. I've just seen, I've just seen it a lot. Um, 
No, let's see if if it's actually true. Yeah, Detroit football team, no. Green Bay, yes. All right, actually not that many other teams in the NFC you'd rather play. Take it back. Just in terms of interest. There's just Green Bay and Detroit. I would have taken yeah. those teams. The Jets, oh, that'd be interesting. I'd take it. If I told you Jets, Niners, round one, you'd be like, all right, let's. I just think part of it is it's common. I've just seen Seattle so many times. It's no offense to Seattle, really. I respect their operation a lot. The Pats? But- the Raiders? Yeah, the Pats. <laughs> Do you see what uh, uh, they asked him if Mac was going to be back, Belichick? What did he say? He said Mac's going to be a quarterback in this league. For Mac this can team? play. Yeah, I think he said Mac can play quarterback in this league or something like that. So he didn't directly answer the question. They asked him about uh, his offensive coordinator, like if he regrets it. And he's like, you know, I just did at the time what I thought was best for this <laughs> franchise. <laughs> But it's like, how could you possibly have thought that was what was best for this franchise at the time? Was he wearing normal clothes or was he in like sweats? He was wearing a button up, yeah. He was getting ready to hit Martha's Vineyard or whatever you do now. Yeah, he uh do you think him and McVeigh have the same week planned out? Feels like one guy's just going on a binge I think and the Mc- other guy's working. Uh, McVeigh, honestly, I watched his presser. He feels tortured isn't the word. That's too dramatic of a word. But I think Sean really is torn. I don't think he knows what he wants to do. He said, I'm definitely going to coach again, but I'm not done coaching. But I'm not, I mean, he's not gone, but I just don't know what's going to happen in the immediate future. I could see him thinking, this is kind of crazy, but I could see him thinking, like, Raheem, you take this team for like three years. Once you guys kind of got things back on track, maybe then I'll return. I'm not saying that's what he's suggesting. I just wonder. I bet he's thinking of some weird. How do you know once you walk away that you could come back and to coach who? Yeah, do you you want to leave the Hollywood Hills, Sean? Yeah, because like what if Carolina's open and they're the sweet job, right? I, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's. I think he's torn. I really think he's torn. He talked. Just watching him, I felt like he's gone, but. I don't think, you know, sometimes guys walk away and they're just like, this is what's right for me right now. I I don't think he's, I don't know. He feel, I don't know. Now, maybe he knows what he's doing and the people who have other television contracts don't know yet. So he just has to pretend like he doesn't know. But that's, I, I'm telling you, I felt like a guy who just wasn't sure what he wants to do. I saw someone write, like, are we sure that NBC wouldn't replace Collinsworth with younger hotshot Sean McVay? Yeah. Tariq Owen and McVay? I mean, from an NFL standpoint, right? Like, if the NFL is involved in, hey, where does it make the most sense to have? Like, the, the eyeballs there are greater than they are at Amazon. The games there are bigger than they are. The stage there are bigger. That crew will do a Super Bowl, right? The Amazon crew does not get a Super Bowl. That means McVay would be on a Super Bowl. He just... He, he remains one of the biggest stars. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I think, haven't there been like kind of whispers that for a few years now that Collinsworth would retire or whatever, step away, be done? He's got to be. I mean, I would guess Collinsworth's 63 years old. Yeah. Playing in the early 80s. Yeah. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say younger. So fired a bunch of people I saw at uh, PFF. They had a little, they had, they had trimmed some fat. Oh really? Haberman's uh, subscription didn't. Yeah, I guess they they uh, they were adamant that they wouldn't do it, and then it came. I guess things are getting weird, you know. Oh really? I, I read this article on like the inner workings of the business, like the CEO that 
you know, the, the, the company that bought in classic, like they put him there, numbers guy, not a football guy, Collinsworth's hands off, super nice guy, doesn't, you know, like messing with people. So, so the guy that's the CEO doesn't, doesn't quite understand the grading system. That's the problem. Yeah. I think it's more just, he's just a black and white accountant type, you know, you're producing or you're not trimming some fat. You know, I think the, I think PFF employees had just an incredible run for a long period of time. When Chris was off, they were shooting like a rocket ship. It was just football guys rubbing elbows like fraternity. And then they got big business. He sells out a little bit. I don't know to the hedge fund people, you know what they don't give a shit about? fraternal environments inside the workplace and uh they start cutting some salaries they start making people work a little bit more and it claimed things got weird and they got weird fast wow well, where did you read this i just google pff drama or business i i don't know maybe within the last month okay i'll check it out i got uh, uh coach prime is on college game day right now on the pregame sitting next he- to sitting next to saban and mcafee he's there He's there, yeah. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. All right, everybody. This uh, this was a quick show, I guess. Loose show. Thanks for hanging with us. Anything else, Dad? No. All right. Later, y'all. Adios. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.